Wrestling Talk, the number one women's wrestling show on the planet. Ooh, what's up, y'all? Welcome to Women's Wrestling Talk, the number one women's wrestling show on the planet. WWT Live Friday edition. Um, I usually don't say this too often, but thank God it's Friday. It has definitely felt like a Friday. Um, I want to say like, hey, I'm looking forward to my long weekend, but I'm still going to be working because that's just what I do. You really know who I am. Other than that, we got a lot to talk about, like a lot. I should have probably just named this episode Triple H, um, but we are going to be talking some more things um, other than Triple H and the women with, I mean, Gerard has like a thousand jobs, so maybe like 2000 jobs, I guess. Ella J's in the building. How are you doing? I'm great. Continuing uh, my theme here on women's wrestling talk with my story for sure. I'm doing good. TK, how are you? I'm good. How are you doing? I'm fantastic today. Although a little sad at the same time at this story. Uh, I mean, well, let, well, let's get into the story. I mean, I, gu I guess you could be sad. Hey, Steve. Hey, hey Bobby. Astrid. Um, hey, Certified Wrestling Podcast, we will get into some Thunder Rosa news, um, but they have some love for you, so I, I love it, I love it. Um, but what do you, what do you got to say with this, with our first story? Um, anybody who knows me is not shocked by the story, um, I'm talking about today. Um, Mickey James had an announcement last night on Impact Wrestling, although, can I just first say, she was serving looks and thank God for that boob tape last night, she said. So, I mean, she had an announcement. Obviously, she's been teasing her retirement on Twitter and all of that. So, a lot of people were assuming, oh, she's done. But she's not done. Not yet, anyway. Uh, last night on Impact Wrestling, she obviously had an announcement to make she was very emotional leading up to it. She said it was very special to her, but it was something that she needed to do. And her last appearance prior to this was her match against Chelsea Green that I believe aired on July. 16th where she mm -hmm. lost and basically went home however she she's back at least for now she said that she went home to go and reassess her career and that she really doesn't know what is left for her to do in the professional wrestling ring and that she's gearing up for her quote last rodeo and of course i mean she went on to like thank the fans and she's coming up on 24 years in the wrestling business this november so Wow. She was basically looking back at her career after all the people told her she wasn't good enough. She was um, uh, beyond her age and all of that stuff, basically saying she didn't belong. But she proved them wrong, and she's Mickey G.D. James. 
And so she kind of laid down in, in open contract to all the wrestlers in the knockouts division and beyond her end goal is to maybe go for the knockouts championship, but she is officially on her farewell tour where she said that if she loses along the, this way on her last rodeo, she will go home for good and effectively retire. So she's aiming for the knockouts championship. Masha Slamovich is the number one contender to face Jordan Grace at Bound for Glory. So there, there's a lot riding on this. We won't give away spoilers from the tapings, but Mickey James is on her last rodeo, her farewell tour. And if she loses at any point on this, she's going home for good. Hmm. Well, we have certified wrestling podcasts saying um, Carmen's having a promo, uh, doing a promotion in 2023. Um, do you think she's going there? So, um, I don't know. I don't, I don't know how long this farewell tour is going to last. I would assume at it past bound for glory when mm -hmm. all of this has happened, obviously, I mean, I don't want to spoil anything, but she had a couple of matches taped at these last set of tapings. So she's definitely not done yet. I feel like we have to get past Bound for Glory at the very least for her mm -hmm. to set up. Because truthfully, I personally believe that Masha Slamovich is going to be the one to be the final boss in her case and end her run in mm. professional wrestling. Because I just think it's like, ironic last year, Mickey kind of brought in Masha Slamovich last year at Knockouts Knockdown in the Pick Your Poison match where mm -hmm. she faced Deanna. So Mickey, so Masha was Mickey's handpicked poison to face Deanna. And ultimately the reason why she was brought in and like eventually offered a contract. And we've seen a different shift in Masha. Now she's more of a heel character. So I think that it would be kind of a good callback for Mickey's handpicked poison to be the poison that ends her career in if assuming she wins at bound for glory for the knockouts championship. So we still got a few more time. Um, I know Mickey has a match on October 1st in the UK. Mm -hmm. So I, and bound for glory is October 7th. I, so I think we're good through at least October when exactly this, this run ends. I think that's really up to her. So I, I, I don't know. Well, we have, um, Certified, uh, certified wrestling podcast saying um, she would go over to Conrad's uh, promotion to produce. I mean, I, we know I, that she's, she's good at she's, that. She's definitely. This is just here. Here's just to clarify something. When she says she's going home, she simply means from in-ring competition. She is still mm. going to be very involved behind the scenes, whether it's producing. She's still a host on Busted Open. She has Got TV. She has her own business of, of supplements and nutrition line. She mm -hmm. still does her country music, but this would simply be the ending for her in-ring career. She is still going to be very involved in professional wrestling and beyond, but... I mean, who's to say never say never? Does anyone truly ever retire in pro wrestling? That's I mean, if a, good, if a good if a good opportunity came up, I don't think she would turn it down, to be honest with you. But I can't. And she looks for her. phenomenal. Like, can you speak? Can you speak to maybe because I know when I spoke to Jazz last year at NWA Empower, I asked her, like, are you really? And she's like, My knee, like, my knees like are done. Like my my body can't do that type of stuff anymore so is she is it done more body wise or is it more done like you know you're not going to see me all the time so physically she's good I can't go into like complete detail about it but something she has said on social media reign true to where she feels like she 
she doesn't know her place in professional wrestling anymore and doesn't know what there is more left to do. She feels like she's accomplished it all. So for her, at least from what I'm aware of, she's she's physically fine. Like perfectly, mm-hmm. honestly, I think could go at least another three years. But she's also a mother too at the end of the day. She's juggling right. so much. And so I think it's just more of she's done. What else does she have to accomplish or prove? And I feel like she's going to move move shortly into the next phase of her life obviously still be involved with wrestling but move away from right. in-ring competition I mean, we all gotta work that's that's the that's the one thing um bobby with a really good question that i probably will pull up put up on twitter who do you want to see wrestle against mickey james um you the match that, away, that i, I have to put that up on twitter <laughs> the match that i have been shouting from the rooftops whether it's realistic at this point i don't know uh, Charlotte Flair, the match that we I was rightfully robbed of, the match that Mickey has said in an interview that that's kind of the one thing she still has left to do, that that that's like the number one goal of hers, at least WWE-wise. And so we saw her come back at the Rumble. Some people thought it was going to happen. I thought it was going to happen. Um, that's the one match I want to see. But if we're being realistic and just in the impact scope, I mean, Killer Kelly would be one too to see. But I don't know if we get killer kelly versus mickey before we would potentially get a masha versus mickey i strongly feel that assuming masha wins the knockouts championship jordan gets her rematch and then i think that masha shifts her focus over to mickey after mickey can like be like wink wink nudge nudge nudge, i got your foot in the door last year kind of helped you get signed to impact wrestling like you want to put your championship on the line I personally think that's how it's going to go. Um, but I would love to see Keller Kelly, possibly. However, but we did. I don't we know. Did, we did see her crossover into WWE. So it seems like there's a good working relationship. And even now, Sans Vince, I'm, uh, it doesn't seem like, I mean, again, maybe you could speak to that a little bit more. It doesn't seem like Triple H would necessarily have a problem. Um, so it, it seems like she probably might have more clearance to go a little bit uh, all over the place. But does um, her but does her winning streak extend that far in advance to possibly rumble season to where it would make more sense? That's the answer. I don't know. I think we're good through at least the end of October after mm-hmm. Jordan and Masha like squash that thing after Bound for Glory. But once it comes like November, December, um. Personally, I think Hard to Kill would be a good time for kind of this run to make an end. I mean, I feel like Masha would be like killing her career in a sense. And to me, it would just last year she made or this year she main evented Hard to Kill with Diana. So I think that would kind of be like full circle thing. But um, who's to say I could be wrong. I don't I genuinely don't know how long this last rodeo is going to last. I, I know that, what the last rodeo lasts for two years. Like, did, did she, shit, did she I'd say in happy. the article? <laughs> I, I don't know. Um. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, goodness. Well, I could go on and uh, on, but we got other stories. (laughs) We got other stories. And I'm going to bring these two gentlemen on, Kay McCoy and Professor Bonner. That's what we're calling (laughs) now on. uh, Is in the building. Um, We got a lot to talk about. Uh, I think we're going to hit him first. Uh, We got a lot to talk about with uh, Triple H. He's just been... It is kind of like you just give everybody everything they want all at once and they can't handle it because there's just more and more articles, which is great. He answered a lot of questions, but I'll let you guys take it away. Uh, who wants to go first? Kane? 
I'll set it off. Happy Friday, everybody. Big, big situation in professional wrestling with World Wrestling Entertainment. I keep saying wrestling, 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 because that is now a non-forbidden allowable word in WWE. And it was very funny because on the Twitter sphere the other day, CNN had a very uh, weird tweet where it just said, breaking news. That's all it was. It was just one word, just one one thing, breaking news, which and I guess CNN has also been going through some changes. RIP CNN Plus. Uh, you still mm-hmm. owe me the money that you, you should refund me because I subscribed for a full year, two years. RIP it's CNN over Plus. already? It's over that yeah. quick. Like, wow. And you missed it. Yeah, it was, it <laughs> yeah. was a squash match. It was very quick. So when CNN yeah, tweeted breaking news, WWE responded with a tweet that just said, wrestling all lowercase by the way all lowercase just mm-hmm. just wrestling <laughs> so i thought that was pretty dope i really enjoy wwe being on the internet and kind of being involved and enjoying everything that's happened to it and i'm um, having people talk about wwe on the internet which is what they're doing a lot of today as a brand new interview with triple h just came out courtesy of the homie ariel halwani Big, big shouts to Ariel, man. Like, he's doing it big since leaving mm-hmm. ESPN. I know people kind of side-eyed all of the gigs he was doing, including BT Sport and his MMA Hour and whatnot. But we got some exclusive work thanks to BT Sport. There was an exclusive interview with Triple H. It's available on YouTube and all platforms right now. It's about an hour and some change long. Very in-depth interview where Triple H speaks on some very, very big things, including, I mean, just starting off, he talks about bringing back WWE talent that was released by Vince. Um, He goes and says that if you look at the roster in some whole way, almost 95% of the entire roster came out of NXT right now that, that, uh, that uh, you're looking at. So I think that when he looked at it, it was more like Vince's company, Vince's show, Vince's prerogative, you know, and the writers were pretty much what we thought. Yes, men, yes, women to Vince. If Vince didn't see it, then okay, we're not going to write anything for him, thus making him seem mm-hmm. expendable. So if we under, if we ever wonder why Killer Cross, Carrying Cross, was out here looking like a Fet Life BDSM page, then it was because the writers were like, "Well, if that's how Vince sees him, that's how we're going to roll with him." You know, so I thought it was pretty important. Yes, Professor Bonner, are you raising your hand to object to that? No, 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 no. <laughs> okay, a little mic fix. I want to say, well, you should have, because somebody should have stopped me from saying that. But anywho, we're going to continue. Who can ever stop you? (laughs) That part. Nobody. I know. Thank you. Nobody sweating it except me. Uh, Listen, and then he also spoke about Brock Lesnar, and Triple H confirmed that, yes, there was some truth to Brock Lesnar walking out of SmackDown when Vince McMahon was kaput. Uh, he spoke onto it that you kind of got to understand Brock's relationship with Vince. He talked he talked about the comparison between Brock knowing Dana and uh, Dana White with UFC and Brock knowing Vince McMahon. And with Vince, it was like, you know, to Brock Lesnar, Vince is the devil he knows. So at least he knows what he's getting with Vince. He understands what the business of business is. Mm. Brock is inherently not a trusting person. He doesn't like people. He's not a trusting person. So I think when he hears Vince is out, Who Brock is guess like, that? 
Yeah, right? The only one person I could trust. Yeah, like the guy who lives in the middle of, like, Saskatchewan, you Mm -hmm. know what I mean, on a (laughs) snow-covered farm, doesn't trust anybody. So he spoke about that, and they had to get on the phone, make that call, make that boop, boop. I'm sure he had to put something in the bank account, and they were able to do business, and we got to see the SummerSlam match, and uh, we're going to stand by to see when uh, when Brock comes back. So I thought that was pretty interesting to hear him talk about as well. It's, It's absolutely fascinating interview and then most importantly what we all wanted to hear about was nxt and how triple h viewed his baby once he was stepping up for his medical reasons and triple h says and i quote i didn't necessarily agree with the creative direction sometimes and that had nothing to do with sean or anything else when i stepped away for health reasons there was already pressure to change the direction and change what it Mm -hmm. was they knew what the changes was triple h didn't really agree with him looking at you bruce pritchard uh and you know he says that the brand turned into something different from what the original intention was as we know nxt did start out as developmental and then it grew into the massive black and gold success the third brand of what it was but i thought this part was interesting because the brand really changed because of the pandemic. And he speaks about how people forget for those two years, they couldn't recruit anybody. They couldn't train anybody because the performance center was the place where they was doing Raw and SmackDown in, where they mm-hmm. did WrestleMania in. It became TV. And they had all these people on the contract that they really couldn't do anything with them because the main roster was taking up space. So I thought that was pretty interesting to wonder why, you know, NXT kind of had that disconnect that it did. And, 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 you know, it it didn't feel the way it did. And he also spoke about that, how it also affected NXT UK because they were going to pull NXT UK two years ago. The plan is always Mm. NXT Europe. This was in development before the pandemic. However, that changed everything. Uh, The pandemic pulled a swerve. They pulled a dusty finish, however you want to call it. And they had to deal with BT Sport. So they just kept running programming. They was like, you know what? We're just going to keep doing stuff with BT Sport and keep it running. So with that, this was more of a delay, not a denial of NXT Europe. And all of these changes were in motion anyway. Now, Triple H having this situation with his heart, he talks that was about not part of the plan. Well. <laughs> yeah, that also kind of changed the situation. And you know, he let me wait, 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 Kane, Kane. Let ahead. me let me insert on the NXT uh, oh, Europe yes, piece because, in addition, first of all, I think we're getting a lot more information about NXT UK into NXT Europe. William exactly. Regal did an interview earlier in the week where he talked about the fact that he was personally involved in the plan of NXT UK and NXT Europe. And that he Mm. also confirmed that NXT Europe was part of the plan really for the last 10 years and that the pandemic is part of what stopped that. So from William Regal's perspective, all of the things that have happened um, regarding NXT UK and NXT Europe were fair, meaning, you know, these were this is not a new thing that was planned, et cetera, et cetera. And that they were going to have to shut down NXT UK to be able to do NXT Europe. So Triple H, William Regal, all coming out with the same information surrounding NXT UK into NXT Europe. Correct, Professor, because Triple H did hit on that, that it would have been tough to kind of run NXT UK while also launching Europe. And that's why it was been hard to do it concurrently. And he also spoke about that eventually to Anthony's uh, point that Triple H does want to do with NXT Africa. He does want to do with India. He does Mm -hmm. want to create a type of WWE World Cup, if you will. Now, he didn't mention Japan, 
because he already know what time it is with that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Noki and them boys is side on Mexico. You know, staring carefully. Yeah. I think Mexico will also be tough. I like. I think Mexico and Japan will be the toughest for WWE to get into, just because AAA and CMLL and in Mexico and New Japan and All Japan and you know Noah and and there's. I think there's already established kind of big boys there it will be a lot tougher to get into for goodness sake they pillage stars from those companies to bring in the wwe instead of launching their own brands and use those stars to try to infiltrate the market you know like, like we saw that and you know that 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 didn't really help kenta or anybody or hideo tommy whatever you want to call them uh so uh with that so he did hit on nxt so it's gonna be interesting to see that but from a personal uh, perspective it was really kind of because what they did an interview september 1st that was yesterday and it launched today uh it took place in in the uk they did the interview and triple h spoke about how september 1st actually made a year since his genetic heart issue oh wow yeah mm-hmm. that's um, so it's been a year it's been a year already y'all and that's just crazy. how severe it was mm-hmm. uh he spoke about there was blockage in one of the aorters uh the uh, aorters and it basically like the widow maker it was a situation mm-hmm. where you know mm-hmm. Triple H was going to be out of here, and there was yeah. heart failure, and the doctors were confused because he was so healthy. Mm-hmm. And you know Triple H doesn't drink or smoke; he eats healthy. And they spoke about how he had an ejection fracture. His ejection fracture was, you know, it should have been in the 55, 60s, but he was in the 30s. And the doctors mm-hmm. called him and was like, "Hey, you need to get here like ASAP." And he was like, "Well, mm-hmm. I could just go up to Greenwich." He's like, "No, bro, we you, you need to go to Yale. Like Greenwich ain't mm-hmm. built for that." You know what I'm saying? Like, like we need to go to to Yale, and he got to the hospital, and it was only at 22, and like he was just sitting there, like, "What's going on?" It was like, "Bro, if you would have been flying and something happened to you, like that would have been like curtains for you, man." You know what I'm saying? So it was a very way more serious issue than the, uh, w- uh, what we thought it was. We're just giving you guys a recap of it, but check out the interview. It's really, really yeah. dope. He 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 hits on so much. I did think the one interesting thing was though with AEW. They speak about the Wednesday night wars, right? Mm-hmm. And Triple H was like, yeah, you know, they beat our developmental. And it was like, hold on, Triple H. <laughs> we love you, pal. I saw the screenshots. Yeah. But there's yeah. screenshots, there's receipts. You yeah, know what I, I mean? Those. And, you know, Triple H has been somewhat of a Triple H hypocrite. Uh, you got to spell hypocrite with three H's because my man's. It was a third brand, and people got upset at Kenny Omega. If you remember, Omega Whoa. called it the third brand. I uh, had called it developmental, and Chris Jericho actually spoke about it today as well, and was like, "Hold on, fam, mm-hmm. you can't be changing the narrative, you know, in hindsight here." You know what I mean? But so, yeah. so here's the tough part with that, right? Triple H absolutely wanted NXT to be deemed the third brand, but WWE still did not view NXT as a third brand. That's why they would keep saying people getting called up to raw and yeah. smackdown you're not getting called up to somewhere that is a lateral it move a, yeah. right. you know mm-hmm. plus if you look at the financial structure uh the contracts for nxt were always less than for those in raw or smackdown and one of the issues that they were having in nxt is when like finn balor came back finn balor was operating still on his wwe his raw smackdown contract so he was getting paid significantly more than the folks that were there in in NXT running week to week. So so it's 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 tricky. I think the goal from Triple H was for NXT to be third brand. And by all definitions in terms of okay, you're running Barclays Center the night before uh <laughs> the night before Survivor yeah, Series, Survivor Series you know, yeah. killing it. Right. 
Right. I, I think the, the 2019 Survivor Series, which was my favorite because I loved watching NXT win, I believe mm -hmm. that was part of the push to make uh, them viewed as a third brand. But they weren't fully there yet. They weren't included in WrestleMania. And we also remember this, too. 2020, again, the pandemic hit, right? That probably threw away all ideas of what this third brand could really be. Were they on the way to actually being fully recognized as a third brand? Absolutely. But at that point, were they really a third brand? Probably not. It hurts my feelings to say that, but I don't think Triple H is exactly wrong on this. Though I understand why the narrative looks a little weird. Yeah. He's blue. We put here with the five blocks. You know what I'm saying? Blue, blue in the building. He, and, he had some and, comments and, in the comment, in the private yeah. chat, so I had to bring him on. I was like, yeah. nah, y'all can't, can't, can't be saving these guys all the time, man. Like, <laughs> they purposely went live on USA to compete with with uh uh AEW. They with brought people down they they, they were dynamite. They brought people down from the main roster to try to help it out. They changed the way they did the TV. You can't go through all that changes and then say, Oh nah, y'all didn't beat us, y'all beat developmental. Y'all was prepared to try to go one on one with them but, and lost. But we have to acknowledge <laughs> on the way to third brand and actually third brand are two different I'm things. I'm not talking about that's, that. that's semantics. I like, don't know, Gene. That's titles. That's, we, that's listen, titles. Semantics. I, I acknowledge that, Roman Reigns, but I don't know if we're going to acknowledge this. Because, again, <laughs> remember, they were treated like world championships. The NXT right. championship was treated like a world championship. All the titles of NXT got world championship statuses. The titles and don't again, mean nothing. They try to compete. And again, I just think about the hate that Kenny Omega got. People were like eviscerating Kenny right. Omega for calling it developmental. He was like, "Oh, they put our developmental against us." And so you know, listen to to grow to to quote the great Sean Corey Carter, Jay Z, is it Uchi Wally or is it one Mike? Right, like so we have to compete and y'all lost. Don't don't come up with you know, I love Triple yeah. H. I love him, but don't come up with excuses now. Come on, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, you know, like like that's very Vince McMahon of him to be like, "Oh, that never happened." Right. But here's, yeah. here's how this happened. <laughs> Guys, do you, do you really think that the head of creative uh, and the vice president of all things WWE is going to come out and say, yes, AEW beat <laughs> never going to happen. It's never going to happen. <laughs> not the t-shirt company. No right. way. The piss ant company. Not, the piss ant company. And you also, exactly. what guys? And I thought, uh, to cap off the interview, and again, you can watch it everywhere. I would highly recommend it. It's really good. Um, mm -hmm. Ariel asked him at the end about four people. There was a clear game. We asked about four people. The Sasha. four people we asked about, number one was Miss Sasha Banks. Yes. And mm -hmm. I think the key tell from that was him saying, time will tell. Time will tell. Communication breakdowns are terrible, but you can always build those up. So I think that's just kind of being he like. He made it seem like it was on yeah. her, though. Like through the, uh, I'm going to try to find the clip that you sing. Can't yeah, I, I think it was one of those things it, where he, he was like, saying. Because he, he wants to, then we will do it, too. Like it's, Correct. It I think he spoke like about that. it in terms of as somebody who used to be, who's been a wrestler longer than he's been an executive. Mm -hmm. That's the thing I think that makes Triple H perfect for this role because yeah. he's been there. He he he's the guy. He spoke about how he's the most grizzled veteran in the locker room right now is Edge, and he was there years before Edge even showed up. Mm. So that kind of tells you how long he's been there. Here's the clip. Ways communication breakdowns are terrible. There's a communication breakdown there for whatever reason. Um, Starting back up that communication 
um, it's not a, a difficult process, but it can be a process. Right? And you have to go through the process. Um, but she's a unbelievably talented young woman who can do just about anything she wants. This comes down to what does she want to do now? I have some thoughts about that. <laughs> and here, here are my thoughts. First of all, Triple H is the great mediator. I've been calling him that most of our time here on this show. And this is why, because he has a history of being able to handle these difficult conversations and these difficult arrangements. With that said, um, I think Nikki made a great point, And I think it's the point that Triple H is making. What does Sasha want to do right now? We've seen Sasha in far more spaces that resemble Hollywood. Um, and she's realizing that she is successful in those spaces. You got to ask yourself, if you're in a spot where you can make more money, putting less strain on your body, do you want to go back to the business or not? I think she's asking herself those questions. And then I don't know if you guys saw this, but earlier in the week, Bailey put out a post uh, talking about the tag team championships and Sasha actually responds in this post and she says, what I want hasn't been created yet, which is a very interesting comment amid all the things that are going on. So again, we don't know what she wants. And um, it certainly sounded like from that clip that Triple H is open to a conversation. Um, so we'll, we'll see what happens. I think this is gonna be very, very interesting. So I'm just responding to Anthony. So I don't think it's Sasha's fault. I think that it's up to Sasha if she wants to come back. Right. I, I feel like if Sasha were to hit up Triple H and say, hey, I'm ready to come back, I don't think he would have a problem. However, based off of, you know, again, we're, we're taking them out of the box just a little bit, based mm -hmm. off of how it went down, allegedly, because nobody really knows except for the people that are in the room, based right. off how it went down, Maybe there is a breakdown of communication, but I really think that Sasha was like, I'm good. I'm ready to come back. This is what I want. I don't think Triple H will be like, nah. Right. You want and remember, like, I the people responsible for what happened to Sasha and Naomi or no both Sasha there. and Naomi, they're out. They're gone. Mm -hmm. they're, they're no gone. longer there. Yet yeah. the person who we saw Sasha get busy under and become a star is now running everything. Pop right. H. Mm -hmm. And he also spoke about Braun Strowman, who was actually about Braun Strowman. He complimented Strowman's size as a big man uh, and also said, quote, he is custom made for what we do, which you can't argue that. You know, when mm -hmm. you look, I mean, WWE, think about it. They're, they're missing large, sweaty men back in meat, whatever he didn't say. They don't have a big man on a roster right now who, who can move. Listen, I love almost. I enjoy almost. I enjoy what he does. But. That ain't it, bro. I'm gonna need something better than just a slam and a scream. You know oh, what yeah. I mean? Braun was a he was literally a freight train. He he Braun could go. Go back and watch the triple threat with him and Lashley and Drew McIntyre. That yeah. thing is a banger, bro. Like, listen, yeah. I know Braun out here, you know, kind of alt-writing question market right now with his decisions, mm -hmm. but Braun Strowman, allegedly. you sir, need to control your own narrative, allegedly. Yes, you need to control your own negative, uh, your own narrative, Braun Strowman, and go back home, bro. You know what I'm saying? And of course, it's been reported that Braun has um signed uh to WWE. So we're gonna be uh <laughs> that's very true. Like you know, I mean Strowman ain't I, I think he's going to be perfect for uh, to come back and kind of do everything. He also spoke about Bray Wyatt. He called Bray Wyatt a crazy creative. And he spoke about The Rock as well. 
and how we could possibly see Rock and Roman at WrestleMania. He spoke about Rock gets goosebumps. Rock still loves the wrestling business. I think about Rock and Sasha. I kind of compared them because ain't nothing like WWE. And WWE is how you became the star that you became in the first place. And also, which was a little nugget that uh, Triple H put in there, uh, The Rock and Triple H were supposed to fight at a WrestleMania. They were. We were going to get Rock Triple H at a WrestleMania. They shot videos. They shot vignettes and all of that. But The Rock was so busy that he was not busy, then busy, then not busy, then busy, then busy again, busy forever. So, which I is sad because we think about it. We haven't seen Triple H and Rock since like WrestleMania 2000, probably in the Fatal Four Way with Big Show I, and Mick Foley. I always said that The Rock and Triple H deserve to retire each other. And I feel like that's the route they really wanted mm. to go. Like mm. to me, I was more the rock. They always say the rock and Stone Cold are the rivalry that everybody paid attention to. But if you really look at it, it was really the rock and Triple H. They came up around yep. the same time. They went after the same titles around the same time. They actually yep. almost basically fell off of out of wrestling at the same time when he went backstage and rock went into the movies. Like those two careers were parallel. Through the whole, entire careers, and I feel like those two were the real rivalry that everybody deserved. And just a absolutely quick, uh, plug, definitely go and check out this article just dropped by our very own senior writer Nikki Bougie. A look back at the NXT UK Women's Championship. So you can head over, not right now, but head over to <laughs> when we're uh, done our website. Yes, when we're done, www.talkpod.com uh, to check that out. So just a little, oh. you know, a little plug in, in between the, in between. Um, I think one last triple H story, I think, <laughs> I think, is that yeah. the last one? I think this is the last one. And this is kind of a bit of a bombshell. <laughs> and, and that is, you know, we saw this shout out, by the way, Ariel Hawani getting mad interviews. Like last year, this time it was the Nick Khan interview. This time it's of course, the Triple H interview. Well, last year, right after the Nick Khan interview, of course, was SummerSlam. And during SummerSlam, Gable Steveson was oh, paraded yeah. right after his big <laughs> Olympic win, did this big backflip, all these things. Mm -hmm. And he was being paraded as the next big thing. Yes, in the same line of Kurt Angle and Brock Lesnar. Even Gable Steveson, a couple of months after that, was uh, drafted to Monday Night Raw. Well, it seems like now Gable Steveson is not even on the radar of Triple H. As it's being reported at this point, Steveson is not even being talked about in WWE circles, which is kind of crazy. There is no creative that's currently pitched for him. He's not on a list of people being talked about. Um, and this is coming apparently from the top. So this is a, a wild development considering all of the things WWE had done for Steveson, even setting up a remote training facility for him so he could work on his skills while still at the University of Minnesota. So we've heard really nothing about Steveson, and there aren't plans for him, but his brother, uh, going by the name of Damon Kemp, is ripping it up right now in NXT. Yeah. So... Yeah, this is another major development given all of the attention in the last year WWE has given to Gable Steveson. Do you think that um, part of the reason why they decided to move away from um, Gable Steveson is outside of the fact that he's probably not ready for this, but also the past uh, assault accusations have been resurfacing throughout the year? Yeah. Well, yeah. that, that could be a possibility. Uh, I wouldn't doubt that. One of the things that they've been talking about is that it just doesn't seem like he's ready. They're not liking what they're seeing 
from a training perspective. Now, I don't know what his training looks like. I haven't been there to see it. Um, you know, it seems he to won an Olympic medal. Like, I, I mean, I know there's a bit of a, a, I know there's a difference between a little curve, a little curve. Yeah, wrestling mm-hmm. and wrestling, but uh, I mean, it's, yeah. Well, it, I, I, I think because he's been featured on television since he made the statement about what happened at Minnesota. So he's been on TV since. So, and I haven't heard anything new come out about it, but I think with him, when he came back to Minnesota, remember, he was supposed to be done last season, but he wrestled this past collegiate season for Minnesota once again. So I think that kind of put the, like the side eye to, hey, I thought thought you said you were done. Like you left, like you left your wrestling shoes in the middle of the mat and now you come back for one more season, you know, and you're being paid by us with NIL, like, 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 wait a second here, dog. You know what I mean? And by the way, Damon Kemp looks amazing. I think he it does. was like parading around the wrong brother, WWE. Like, Damon Kemp's really doing his thing. And I think that if you somehow can repackage Damon Kemp under his, you know, government name, um, then you can make the Stevenson brothers and have them as a tag team. Steiner brothers them, if you will, if you have to start them there. I always thought it was weird to have them come up straight to Raw and parade them like this. This didn't happen with Angle. This didn't happen with Lesnar. Both guys were in OVW. They were owning their mm-hmm. talents. Hell, Angle was on TV suplexing Tiger Ali Singh for all of my mm-hmm. Sunday Night Heat 99 watchers back in the day. Mm-hmm. And then just vanished again. Yeah, I then came back. You know what I mean. So I think right. it was it was too soon with him. I know they wanted to capitalize on the Olympic hype again. They didn't even do this with Mark Henry neither. Remember, Mark Henry was there. By the way, he was the original one to have Kurt Angle's theme. It was Mark Henry first. It was Mark Henry's theme. Uh, but after he was done with the Olympics as well, I'm sorry, with Strongman with the Olympics, he was also just kind of like chilling and hanging out and getting the development. So I think it was you know kind of too soon for him. But let's see what happens because again. Breaking news, Triple H was actually supposed to do something with Gable Stevenson at this past WrestleMania. But instead, mm. we got the Battle of the Gables, Gable Stevenson and Chad Gable. Interesting. Which I couldn't imagine Gable Stevenson t- taking a pedigree or something. or Right. You know? Like, <laughs> what are you going to do? What are they like arm bar, like Ronda Rousey or something? Probably. Yeah. It was, That's going to be about it. Yeah, what happened to the girl? Was uh Tamara Mensa stock? I figured she would have. We were something. talking about that when uh, we were at when SummerSlam. She did not look like she is about that life. She did not really? look like she is about that WWE life. Like she won the medal, but he looked way more hyped to be in the ring than she mm-hmm. did. Mm-hmm. Oh well, because he signed that damn deal and and, and like that uh, direct deposit. No, I just think like some people are some people like some people are introverts. They just do what they do as yeah. far as athletes. Um, yeah. But then some people like it's just it does it. That's not their thing. Like I, if you're, I'll give you a track reference if you know much about track. You have like um, Allison Felix, mm-hmm. amazing, amazing yeah. talent. Yeah. But yeah, like if we we're gonna do max skills, not there. Usain yeah. Bolt. Much great different. talent yeah. and my skills so I, yeah. I feel like with her and i can't even remember her name but i remember seeing her last yeah. year in the ring and i was just like she she not about that life like yeah, they, yeah. she spoke about that yeah. a lot that she's she's more of an introvert and even her yeah she looks like an introvert like, like right out of her box they were saying that her being great at wrestling was just something that came out of nowhere for her mm-hmm. um, so I, I can see how it probably didn't translate well for her to go yeah. into the wwe i yeah. mean 
I mean, I mean, we're gonna see what goes down with her. I see her Instagram. She's still like, you know, doing like wrestling trials and whatnot in Russia and doing like the whole circuit. But I think for Gable Stevenson, you know, this this doesn't look good for other amateur wrestlers. Maybe trying to get out. Like I know that uh, Diamond Mine. Um, what's the two dudes in Diamond Mines? To, uh, the two brothers. Uh, uh, the, the Creed, Creed brothers. brothers. Yeah. Right amateur wrestlers and they're doing that thing kim's doing it so maybe they might kind of slow down on that it's unfortunate for gable stevenson because we thought he was you know ready willing and gable but you know he's he's not ready unwilling he's just, he's and just waiting yeah. it's ungable yeah. to do so that's, that's not that wow. you got through most of the show you got through most yeah. of the show so that's i was doing good. good it's almost a record good. it's almost a record as long as before the womp womp exactly <laughs> uh what else do we have all right. Uh, you uh, want to get into ooh. this thunder story, or, or where are we going? Uh, oh, oh well, about like Malachi Blue. Black. Oh yeah, yeah. That one too. Badness. Blue has kids, so let's like yeah. you know, let's, I'm Blue. good today. I'm, I'm good for a little bit. It's Friday. Okay, so. okay, okay, okay. <laughs> yeah, I mean Malachi sure, Black. Blue. I got kids. I need to feed mm-hmm. these babies. I'm gonna buy a couple shirt that says that. I got kids too. I got kids <laughs> too. <Yeah. laughs> Damn you. Are you going with the Malachi Black story, Blue? Yeah, yeah. So the, um, there was a rumor this past week that somebody backstage at AEW asked for their release. Um, and it was like speculated who could it be. It was names thrown out there like Malachi Black, Adam Cole, uh, Miro was the name that was thrown out there as well. And then Raj uh, Giri tweeted that it was actually Malachi Black who asked for his release and was denied. And he was saying something along the lines of Malachi Black had like uh, mental health issues, which is why he asked mm. for it. But somehow it was debunked. Um, Sean Rossap behind his fightful pay- paywall said he heard the rumors within the AEW roster that Black was unhappy, but the reason wasn't something that we could report without confirming firsthand. And then he also said that AEW sources that um, spoke that to say, claimed Black wasn't happy, but then they kind of smoothed things out. So I think like, it was a situation where uh, Raj kind of like stepped out of bounds with his reporting and reporting mm-hmm. that was probably like a few weeks late and with personal information in terms of like his mental health and stuff like that. So he ended up deleting his tweet um, and there's no reference to it anymore on his Twitter. But a lot of people are just looking at it because they're saying because even uh, about like two weeks ago, a week ago, Malachi Black had an interview where he was saying that he was happy in his position right now after, you know, um, currently with AEW. So. When this report came out, it was kind of confusing, but it's just interesting to see how everybody's just waiting for people to bounce back from AEW to go back to WWE, and everybody's just trying to catch the lightning. Like, yo, I got the report, and it's just like, come on, guys, let's just enjoy what's happening right now and, and see what happens. <laughs> that part. Well, I mean, is Malachi Black going to go back to WWE and assume or resume his position as the true leader of Judgment Day? This is going to happen. He's like, hey, you guys kind of. I'm Stole here for it, honestly. Gimmick, so I could just lead that. Problem though uh, is he's got four years left on that contract. So right, he just signed uh, a new contract. Yeah, to- Tony Khan Contracts isn't known are... for letting people out like that. So. Well, uh, Malachi's Black's mental health says he needs to go now. So we're going to get that figured out, pal. And allegedly, he's like, allegedly. "Where's Malachi allegedly. from? Uh, he's a New Zealand in Netherlands, I believe. He's from Netherlands. Uh, I was one of them ends." So they got universal health care. He'll be okay. He'll get Gee, to take care of. Listen. Oh my wow. gosh. Wow. They got that better than us with the health care. Wow. They'll make us work for it. Don't you want me? You know, Thank we do it yeah. all there. But I also thought it was very interesting because before he was Malachi Black or Alistair Black, he was known on the indies as Tommy End. And there is a Tumblr account 
that possibly belongs to Tommy End or is one of them situations where they just really love some Tommy End because it's current, it's updated, there are posts from Tommy. TK, I don't know if you have the screenshot or not. Um, I'm but seeing, where did you put it? Like, you guys were really active in, today. In the WhatsApp. Uh, <laughs> there was a post from Tommy End and I will actually uh, find it for you guys. But he spoke about how um, he's like two years of this. Sometimes it feels like all of it will be to no end, nor have any real meaning when it's all over and done. It's strange to think certain things in your life will be a memory with no attachment anymore, while they were once the most important thing in your life. It truly feels like the entire journey happened for the sake of happening. I was like, is this a Tumblr post or a Raven promo? No, Raven. Never more. WCW. Are there any? Are there any wrestling fans here? Any, Yo, I actually love Raven. Sidebar. I feel like he was like very under uh, underrated in in his uh, character building. Oh God, yeah, absolutely. Like he was, he was the best. Um, we're gonna find it to uh, to uh, post it up here so you guys can see the visual because this is like very sad ish to like look at and be like wow man yeah but we don't know this is if this is his account correct right i mean it's been up here for a while um you know they uh post about tommy and it's behind the scenes photos of everything so like it, it looks to like be uh done by malachi black tommy in uh, whatever you want to call them. Uh, you hope it's nothing too personal. It isn't right. anything too, like, anything concerning marriage with um, with uh, Zelina Vega. Maybe maybe he wants to go back to WWE to, to be with his wife. Maybe he just sees how, like, ishy everything's been booked. I mean, AEW, I love AEW. Like, but the honeymoon phase, phase is over AEW. And the way House of Black is being booked, y- you don't know what's going on. Like, Where's the re- we talk about this? Where's the resolve with Julia Hart leaving the Varsity Blondes? What's going on with Sting and Sting being hit with the mist and now his face paint is also showing the black stuff? What's going on with Miro? He got sprayed in the face. His face was in the dark showing it. What's going on between Julia Hart and Miro? He, she was in a promo randomly and then CJ Perry, aka Lana, tweeted something about my man. It's just so much like what's happening here. But don't like, they have a match coming up at All Out? Yeah, well, yeah, and that too. We're going to speak about that. Like, and oh, yeah, I don't know when they announced this or when this happened, but House of Black is going to take on Sting and Darby. Uh, They announced that Wednesday night. They announced that Wednesday night. Oh, they did? Okay. I was just like, well, you know what? They announced so many things that night. (laughs) True. (laughs) True. They announced pretty much the whole card. Yeah. And it was like, oh, and this happening too. Like, like they just remembered the pay per view was this Sunday. Yeah, uh, no, um, I think I think Tony Khan touched on it when he was on the media call yesterday. He said more so that um, before he wanted to finalize the card, he wanted to see who would be back from injuries, um, just so they, they can have an idea of like who's available and who's not. Type you of knew deal. Punk was back. That was the most important Punk. <laughs> <laughs> well, speaking of that media call, let's talk about uh, the Narosa. In this yeah, video call. I'm assuming Blue, you were on. Blue, were you on the media call? No, no, I was. No, I, I forgot Ella? to go on there yesterday. I unfortunately you forgot. You oh, forgot. Yeah, I got Nikki. I, I was busy that at I work. Wasn't informed about it. <laughs> I was busy right, at work. I was like, oh, Blue was just keeping up. Hey, Blue was just doing what Tony Khan was doing and forgetting about the pay per view happening this Saturday too. So, <laughs> wow. Okay. It's on Sunday. Yeah. Well, definitely. <laughs> 
There you go. Uh, definitely go and check out our website. This one was written by Nikki Bushi. She was on uh, the phone call. Um, so go and check out our website, uh, Women's Wrestling Talk, sorry, www.talkpod.com to check out um, this particular story. But And we also have the full phone call on there and on our YouTube and on all um, podcast platforms. So who wants to take this one? Well, I'll, I'll grab it. Uh, Tony Khan is, uh, again, this phone call has really caused a lot of folks on Twitter to talk because he explained on this phone call why Thunder Rosa's injury promo was so short. So if you'll remember last week, she had a promo backstage to announce that she was relinquishing the women's championship due to injury and that the AEW interim women's championship would be decided at All Out in a fatal four-way. And so many were asking why it is that CM Punk was given eight minutes to explain why he was dropping the title, but why Thunder Rosa, as the women's champion, was not given the same courtesy. So he went on to say, and I'm just going to read what he said, because it, it, rather than me paraphrasing, I think you can hear from the spirit of the man. He says, quote, I give the TV time based on what I believe is going to draw the most ratings. If you want my honest opinion on an eight-minute Thunder Rosa promo, versus an eight-minute CM Punk promo, then you're going to get an honest answer. I think the eight-minute CM Punk promo is going to do better ratings. Now, as far as match length, I think Thunder Rosa has had some great matches as champion. And to come out and do a whole eight-minute promo, I am not sure that would have been good for the television show, to be honest with you. He went on to say that he found out just a couple of hours before that she was injured, and so he didn't really have time to put a promo together. I'll just say this. It's not exactly a good look to uh, say bad things about your reigning women's world champion when you're basically saying, hey, she can't cut a promo. Nobody wants to hear her for eight minutes. Um, th that, uh, but here's the thing. Uh, we spoke about here's, this last week, didn't we? We did. And wait, let's, because uh, Ella has a lot to say, so I'm going to let Ella speak first, and then I have to say something oh. after that. What do you have to go? What do you have to say, Ella? Regardless, it's very apparent that he doesn't believe in her mic skills. Yeah, they could use some improving, but if you're that, like, be believing that her promo skills aren't that good, then go out of your way to help her, considering she is technically the face of your women's division. Go concept. out of your way to help her. She's phenomenal in the ring, and obviously there's not a lot of... She's not an all-around competitor. I have much respect for her, but yeah, the mic skills could use improving for sure. But invest in that. Take the time to help her in all of that. And two, you don't even need eight minutes of her talking. You could have had that same amount of time, like where she was explaining it, whatever, out in the ring or on the ramp, and then actually set up this four-way match, have Britt Baker interrupt. That would go along with her character so perfectly. She's cocky. She's kind of like, oh, you can't be champ anymore. I'm I'm the former champ. I should get a shot right away since since technically you can't you can't defend it i can i have experience then that would lead into tony storm being like hey i had a title shot i should i should actually be crowned champ or i should have right. an opportunity here sure. jamie hater evens the odds with that they maybe beat down tony sheeta makes the save mm -hmm. that's all you had to do like you don't well, need her talking for eight minutes 
technically to set up this four-way match i do Correct. think that it is definitely not a good look for him to basically say that that the women aren't in investment then take the time to adjust that help her improve and then maybe people will be invested as they are or if not to cm punk well, there's a couple of things with that. So you have Casey, I, welcome, because I don't think I've seen you before. Generally don't think uh, Tony cares uh, that much about the women's division from Big Swole incident. Uh, most of the women matches taking place during uh, picture in picture. That's definitely agreeable. Um, uh, one thing to kind of talking about your point, Ella, Nikki's saying pretty much, you know, if Thunder Rosa knows that she's not great on the mic, then she should take it on herself. Because technically yeah. it's one of those things where this is part of it's it's not necessarily all part of the job but if you want to be at the top tier and you know your mic skills are not that great yeah. then you need to say something like i remember we did an interview with shelton benjamin and he referenced john cena and seeing john cena literally talk to himself this is before john cena was john cena mm -hmm. talking to himself in the mirror on a daily basis in order to improve his mic skills so you know that that is definitely something to be taken into consideration yeah. however Absolutely. what tony said can we get on him for telling the truth? It it seems that there might be parts that are questionable, but can we get on him for telling the truth on how he feels? And that's kind of my thing too. Is that when we was with when Vince was in control, a lot of time uh, people would complain that Vince don't give interviews. You know, he doesn't talk to the media. We see that in every sports. Like they want the president to talk, they want the coach to talk, they want the players to talk. And AEW, you kind of get that. I'll say I'll go further and say that Tony Khan probably needs better PR on how he word his 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 word like word his what he's trying to say. <clears throat> in the sense that sometimes he says which is true, but he just delivers it poorly. Because um, honestly, what he said wasn't wrong. Like we said it last week when we was on here, is that. Thunder Rose is not the type of person to give eight minutes to in the ring to give a promo. We've seen her, we've given, they've given her time before, and she's, like, not comfortable with it. You, you, you play to your wrestler's strengths when it comes to certain things, and obviously the mic skills is not there for her yet. So, and then, too, we also have to take into account that they found this out two hours before they went on air, so she's still emotional as well. So now you got, mm -hmm. you're going to give an emotional person a microphone to kind of speak. It's kind of like... Even with the backstage segment, you kind of see she was like flabbergasted about what to say because she was still emotional. Um, but it's so your women's champion too. I feel like they, it didn't need to be in a backstage, even if it was the same amount of time, a backstage segment like that with like major news like that, I feel like should have been at least on the ramp or in the ring. I feel like. I but we don't know if it was recorded. We don't Fair. know if it was live. Because, again, she just found out. And then they're like, yo, we need to make this announcement because next week is all out. You know what I mean? I would say to that particular point, you're talking about, again, your women's champion. She is supposed to be the best person in the division. So I think one of two things are true. A, if you know that she can't handle promo skills, then either you don't put the belt on her or you that, allow the, I don't wait, 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 here's, here's why, because look <laughs> at this, um, when, when Jade first showed up in AEW, she was green as grass, and mm. everybody talked horribly about her very first promo that she did in the middle of a ring with Cody, clearly somebody has been working with her, and they took some time, but they also always had somebody with her, whether right. it was Mark Sterling, Sterling, and then they turned around and they put Stokely. She's always had somebody with her, so she didn't have to do all of the heavy lifting. 
So I think if that's the case, you have enough people there to put around her if you want to go with her as the women's champion. I would just say that it obviously doesn't take eight minutes to get rid of the championship if that's the case. But I think there were ways to do it to show that you still respect this championship by at least letting her be in front of the people. You know, that that's the thing that I think is is just kind of challenging with all of this. The other thing that we do know is AEW doesn't have an official performance center, right? Like right. everybody's kind of on their own. There are people that obviously come to the Nightmare Factory. Jade is one of those uh, who has been putting in work for a while. Um, and obviously that becomes an individual thing. Thunder Rosa has her own pr promotion, et cetera, et cetera. So people have to get in where they fit in because there's not an organized system there. And I'm not going to blame them. It took WWE many years before they got a performance center. So it, it's just a point of I do think that AEW could have put her in a better situation by at the very least have right. her in front of the people to release the title. Don't need yeah. to I, I mean, I, but you can't say not to give her the title because she can't talk. Because at the time, everybody wanted her to be champion. We everybody want her to wanted, be champion. Everybody exactly. Wanted her, everybody wanted Britt Baker to lose. Everybody wanted Britt Baker to lose. And everybody wanted Britt Baker. Everybody wanted Britt Baker to lose. And everybody wanted Britt Baker to lose to Thunder Rosa. So you can't say not to give her the title because she can't well, talk. Well, but but here's the thing though. You Sometimes. you also you also have to realize that part of the business this business is not just getting in the ring, wrestling, and walking out. That's not mm -hmm. the business in any place. So to that right. end, if you know that she has an issue with that and you're going to go ahead and give her the belt, then make sure she has the help she needs so she either can talk or have a message communicated for her so she doesn't end up looking horrible like that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's very obvious with the way Tony Khan speaks about Thunder Rosa that uh, he really enjoyed Nitro more than Thunder. Please he's he's really waiting. Out. You guys brainstorm something else, then. Listen, but oh gosh. <laughs> Listen, but we spoke about this about Thunder Rosa's reign that yeah. her the ch sometimes you get oh, people Sammy. you get wrestlers where Jeez. the chase is more exciting than the actual reign. And it felt that way with the way Thunder Rosa won. Remember towards the end, there was rushed. I think uh, Britt Baker got powerbombed and then popped back up. Remember that whole spot? Yes. We were like, man, that was rushed. And even the celebration felt like, eh, okay, we're going to see what's happened. And since then, you know what? I think she fought, um, I almost called her Nia Jax. Uh, Nyla Rose, who always challenges the champion, who's always the champion's first uh, contender. But other than that, this reign has been pretty ho-hum. You know what I mean? And we don't know if that's booking, if that's from Thunder Rosa, what it is. But I would much rather have seen Thunder Rosa lose the title and be injured in the match. She right. have a kayfabe injury, which obviously would have been real injury. But I'm going to have seen that because we just saw the interim title. You know what I mean? We just saw the interim title, and, and we just saw it uh, with the heavyweight, so we didn't need this again. And it's just four – it was like, all right, one, uh, you four, wrestle, and then we're going to get an interim champion. And is there anybody we want to see against Thunder Rosa in a, in a unification match? Not really. I've been saying I'm a hater. I'm the biggest hater out there. Jamie Hayter and Britt Baker – I believe Jamie Hayter should have been the person to take the title off of Britt Baker. The rivalry was right there. It was Shawn Michaels and Diesel 2.0. 
Like, you know, the person protecting the champion is the one that takes the title from them. I don't know how Thunder Rosa got in the mix. It sounds like Tony was listening to Twitter too much or something like that. But maybe this could be nah, Jamie Hayter's run here. It was a year. It was a year in the making for the for the last for the, the last match they had when they had the um last. What was it? That's yeah, if we saw what happened before, last time, before, Tony called one of the continue. We saw Adam Page continue, have guys. that hold on, hold on, Kane. Uh, Ella needs to run because we're going over time a little bit. Jamie Hayter for champion. That's my haters! final sentiment. We haters, Ella. Yeah, let's get it. We are. We some haters out here. And then where could everybody find you, Ella? Um, at it's Ella J on Twitter, where it says on that screen and Jamie, hashtag Jamie Hater for champion. Jamie Boom. <laughs> there it is. Thank you, Ella. Thanks. All right. Uh, so Kane and Blue, you guys were both saying Jamie Hater. I was getting, I was sorry. Oh, sorry. for me, I feel like, to me, I think it's going to end up being uh, Tony Storm. Um, I feel like this is going to lead into uh, Jimmy Hader versus Britt Baker, where Jimmy Hader costs Britt Baker uh, some kind of way in this four way that, you know, it's your fault I didn't win it back and let them run off to what they need to do. Because this has been, like, again, long term broken between those two again. Um, yeah. they've, they've been kind of like, you know, like side swiping each other. Jimmy cool. Hader's like backing her, but she doesn't do the DMD with her. She's like, oh, okay. Yeah. Walk right past her. And like, yeah. you, you see the, the small things that start to build up for this. That's so why I'm all for it. For the title. I would take Hader and Baker over Thunderstorm. That just kind of happened, right? It's cute. They're both like meteorology. You know what I mean? They're both precipitation. It's cute. But I feel like the money is Britt Baker and Jamie Hader. Britt Baker, lover or hater, She's she's must watch yeah, television. She's great. Mm -hmm. she's great. Like yeah, she you is, see her is. on there, and you just like you just gotta watch it. She has such a such a ah, uh, but like yeah. ah, about her that you just have to watch it. It's been money, you know what I mean. Mm -hmm. Thunder Rosa out here just just here, you know, and and it blows. And there's the sandbagging thing that they're bringing on TV, and it's just like, what? Why are you doing this to your champion? This is your champion. You're treating like a chump at the moment. So you know, I think I think they should have got the belt off of. Thunder Rosa, but we're we're gonna have to sit back through another unification match. So hey, yeah, Nikki, yeah. lay off Sheeta. Sheeta had it had a very well put uh, title reign, in my opinion. Sheeta was she champ during the pandemic, right? Right, she yeah, was. she she, she did yeah, well so, with her time. Yeah, yeah. like 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 you no you, no you can't get on Sheeta because she was champ during the pandemic. But sometimes you do forget that Sheeta was champion, though. I will admit right. that. Yeah, right. <laughs> but oh yeah, she did win it. She did win it. So uh, speaking of champions, y'all, we're gonna see some new champions. This weekend, a lot of wrestling going on. We got uh, Clash at the Castle. We got NXT when Worlds Collide. And then, of course, our annual Labor Day tradition, AEW All Out 2022. Mm -hmm. Big, big tanks popping. Uh, I'm sure there's going to be more matches added to the card. But uh, Before we, we get into that, do you want to talk about Battle Slam real quick? Sure, sure. Yeah, let's talk Battle Slam as uh, the Battle Slam saga continues. Uh, the next Battle Slam will be coming on September the 25th. It's called Battle Slam Aftermath. And the big news is Battle Slam is going to crown its first world champion. There's going to be a Battle Slam World Championship tournament happening that night. We do know of about six folks who are supposed to be in this. It's going to be eight people in total. So far included in the tournament is uh, Shoot Taylor, Chad Skywalker, Richard King, Adam Priest, Baron Black, and Leon Ruff. Um, so that's going to be very, very intriguing. We've got a couple of additional major debuts that are coming. Um, first time ever matches. It's going to be something super, super special. So September the 25th is where you can check out 
Battle Slam. Now, I've heard this, and I'm going to confirm it, but I actually think it's going to be live on pay-per-view. So I'll keep you guys posted on that. Um, if it is, that should be really, really big. So we'll have more news on that. But, yeah, Battle Slam crowning a world champion. This is really big on a lot of fronts. Again, an African-American-owned pro wrestling company merging wrestling and hip-hop. It has really been a thing uh, all year long. And so now we're crowning our first world champion. So uh, super proud of that. Big stuff. You got to put a little scrappy in that tournament, though. <laughs> well, you know what? Nothing's imp it's not impossible. After what he did at the last show, he beat Baron Black. So Little Scrap is gonna cause Baron Black his match. <laughs> he very well could. He's, He's gonna run in well and could. hit him with the head buster. Uh, by the way, um, who is gonna be on commentary for Battle Slam? Well, that'll be Shug D <laughs> and yours truly. Hey, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, looks like Nikki said she's gonna, uh, she's gonna be awesome. there as well. So. Yeah, I got to meet, meet Nikki at a, a previous Battle Slam, so that was awesome. That was awesome. That yeah, be Nikki's gonna be everywhere. the wild card in the tournament. Actually, I didn't want to spoil too much, but you know, <laughs> like, like like the Joker. So. Oh wow! Nikki's oh, gonna run into a few Hurricane Ronas on people. Can't wait to see that. <laughs> her and Baron Black are gonna. Uh, her and Little Scrappy are gonna interfere to cause Baron Black. In Baron Black, man. So, well, that's, that, that's my prediction. <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna be great so again battle slam september 25th tickets are available now just follow the battle slam account on uh instagram facebook and twitter and we'll have more battle slam news uh in the weeks to come i mean we got the storyline already nikki the situation is you know between nikki and little scrappy they were they were rivals because nikki was originally supposed to be in trillville with little john and them but nikki didn't like drop her verse or something so now they're oh, merged together to take out Baron Black and then go after Lil John oh, and the rest of Trillville boy. at the next Battle Slam pay per view. It's already written, dog. It's already written. Vince Russo, holla at me. Holla at me, Vince Russo. I'm just saying. I could, I could pin this. Oh, I could consult boy. for USA Network, too. Oh, boy. Oh. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'm yeah. all out of ideas. Um, before yeah. we get into that, uh, Blue has to feed his kids. Yes. Uh, so <laughs> where can everybody find you? You can follow me at Blue Magic Grind, Spell High Sound, or also at For Your Wear. Um, you can follow the Mixed Tag Show on Twitter, Instagram, and everywhere else that social is. Follow my co-host, Ms. Generator B-A-Y-B-E. We'll be coming back in about like two weeks from now, or a week from now. I don't know. The dates are all mixed up, but we're coming back very, very soon in the next two weeks. Nice. <laughs> if you haven't already, check out For Your Wear. You can see some of your favorite podcasters, merchandise up there. If you don't have the merchandise on there, tell them hit me up. Let's get some work going. Uh, shout out to WWT, WW Talk Podcast. They have their stuff up there. The Mixed Tag Show, we have our stuff up there and a few others. Make sure you go check that out. And that's about it. Blue, got to get your prediction. Blue or uh, uh, Punk or Moxley? Who's winning? I say Punk. Punk. And, and the MJF come out and try to rid us of this disease, which is CM Punk. Mm. <laughs> wow. Wow. Okay. All right. That's, it is. that's a better prediction than you all got. And you know it. I'm literally <laughs> sipping tea. So no, right, literally. Right. Right. All right. All right. Well, thank you, Blue. Oh, I'm um, on. Blue. Wait, I'm, I'm kind of getting my days mixed up. Blue, you're joining us for All Out on Sunday. Yeah, post show. Yes, yes, the post show. Got you. Blue. Uh, thank it's you. It's gonna be over at twelve o'clock, isn't it? Probably. It be at, it, wait, what time does it, it start? It starts at eight. Yeah. 
Eight your all time East Coast? Yes, eight yes. East Coast time. Oh yeah. yeah. So, Are you gonna make it like, blue? West Coast. I'll make it. I'll yeah, make we'll it. I'll try to make it work. We'll make it. We'll make it work. We'll make it. <laughs> the kids should be sleep by then. We hope. Yeah, yeah. I got to dip off to the living room and set up a whole new setup. So yeah. Now. All right. <laughs> nice. All right. All right talk to you later. Peace. All out. Get my days mixed up too. Yeah. Right. Yeah. All out is a big. So weekend. Kane and I are doing Clash of the Castle tomorrow. Tomorrow. Nice. And um, then are, are you joining on Sunday too, Kane? Mister. I'm gonna try to. Lou and possibly Kane. Yes, yes, yes. Let's we'll see what we get down. Because I mean, it, it'll still be early here, but um, yeah, yeah. don't a little bit. Uh, yeah. Shoot, so I, I did that SummerSlam one, it, and I was up to like two in the morning. It was I was delirious, but it was oh, great. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. We finished it like Ooh. two in the morning. Yeah. yeah. East Coast man, Ooh. East Coast yeah. time. Yeah, yeah. yeah. West Coast. You know, got that, but it was so. great. I loved it. But um, yeah, um, all out is this weekend. There's gonna be a lot of stuff going on. Um, mm -hmm. did y'all know that Hook was fighting Angelo Parker for the FTW Championship? Yeah, I think that's in the uh, pre-show. The zero yeah, so the hour. Zero hour. Yep, we got yeah. Pac versus Kip Sabian. A pack versus Kip Sabian for the AEW All Atlantic Championship. <laughs> Sammy. <laughs> Kip Sabian just takes off a box. And now he's fighting for championships. Um, we got Ishii against Eddie Kingston. It's like Eddie Kingston's really? like, hey, wow. yeah, he's like Eddie Kingston's like, hey, sorry about like. You know, stealing off <laughs> on Sammy Guevara's jaw. Mm -hmm. Sorry about that, Tony. And Tony's like, "Hey, man, it's cool." Here's Ishi. Mm -hmm. Yeah, right. <laughs> like, you know, went around with that. No punishment at all. <laughs> no punishment at all. You just got to fight Ishi. Nice, yeah. dude. Uh, and and I'll I'll fight Ishi over Sammy Guevara any day. Uh, I'll take that. Uh, then of course we got the Fatal Four Way. We spoke about Storm, Britt Baker, Jamie Hader, and Akari Shida. I'm looking for Jamie Hader to win. How about you guys? Mm. It'd be nice, um, but it's so unpredictable. I, I, I don't know. You know, my, my hope is that whoever uh, they decide to go with um, is somebody that can check all of the boxes because, again, you don't want another space where the title ends up being viewed as less than because you have a champion who you feel like can't talk. Yeah. Yeah. With that being said, too, maybe because allegedly – uh, Tony Khan is not as invested. He might just put it back on Brit. He might. <laughs> he might. Mm -hmm. <laughs> All us fails just go with Brit Baker. Uh, yeah. I mean, it's, I mean, it's fitting that it is Brit Baker who will be getting the championship back because Thunder Rose's reign has been like pulling teeth. Oh, God. Are you just doubling up on the last few minutes we have left? Yes. All right. Yes, he's cool. making up for lost time. <laughs> yeah. Uh, House of Black against Darby Allen, Sting, and Miro. Um, you know, it's there. But I think someone turns in this, either Sting or Miro will help Agreed. House of Black win. Agreed. I think they need a good turn, and it'll be one of those two. I yeah, because they've both been sprayed with the mist, so we got that. Mm -hmm. Jade Cargill defends her AEW TBS championship against Athena. Oh, We already know what's happening there. J Athena's not in the streak, correct. <laughs> or we get some type of like DQ finish where Athena does win. But, I mean, yeah. do you bring Athena in just to job out? <laughs> like, That's what they know? did to Ruby. That sure is. I mean, you read about that. Yeah. And she debuted a year ago at All Out. And, uh, well, I don't Ain't know. Really and, then and, and, then, and then honesty, too, just based off of Tony's track record, um, even though Jade hasn't been improving, even though, even though Jade is green, she 
appearance-wise, mainstream media-wise, oh, yes. checks all the boxes. Yes. So it may be that uh, time know, for her Jade, to ascend. Right. And Jade, and well, we have Santana in the chat saying Athena takes the title. I don't, I don't think so. I think Jade is the the AEW version of um Bianca. Oh, Obviously, there's oh, just oh, a lot Bianca, of yeah. you know, but totally. She, it, you, it, it's one of those things where, you know, when we had um, Big Swole, you know, saying that, you know, they don't necessarily push black athletes, but, well, we have Jade. You know what I'm saying? Right. It's, right. it's, it's right. one of those, well, we push women, look at Jade. You look know, at Jade. Have, I, can't, yeah, I can't be that. You know. We push Jade. Yeah. So, well, I, don't, um, I don't want my woman's yeah, champion to talk at all for eight minutes. We have Jade still. <laughs> we have Jade. Uh, right. Yeah, I agree. Jade retains. Then we have Christian Cage versus not Jungle Boy. But Jack Perry, if you saw that exclusive interview with Jr. on Dynamite, Jungle Boy uh, spoke about how he's not going to wrestle as Jungle Boy. He's going to wrestle as Jack Perry against mm. Christian Cage. So it's a singles match. I'm shocked there isn't like a barbed wire match or like a swing from the vine match, Treehouse of Doom Terra match. But uh, yeah, I I see uh, Jack uh, Jungle Boy Jack Perry going over here. Yeah, I could I could see that happening. Um, yeah, I, I could see that happening. I could go with that. Yeah, because you don't do all of this against Jack Perry and have him lose. Right? Well, unless unless you are extending this feud for a while, and if that's oh yeah, case, yeah, I've I've sure. seen enough of that. Please yeah. end it on this side. And Luchasaurus, who I think should still be heel, and mm -hmm. if the if the Luchasaurus turn was going to happen, it should have happened here, in my opinion. Where yeah. Christian's like kill him, and Luchasaurus yeah. like instead kills Christian. I thought that should have right. happened here. But and not when Jungle Boy returned, and I really don't want to see Luchasaurus turn back heel here, because that that would defeat. That just doesn't make any sense. You know, that doesn't make any sense. The chat, y'all in the chat, is they're going <laughs> off. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I see. I like interaction. And then we got oh. Wardlow and FTR, the TNT champion, and the champions of every company except AEW. FTR. Right. <laughs> How much sense does that make? Yeah, uh, versus Jay Lethal and the Motor City Machine Guns. Yeah, it's going to be a great match. It's going to be a great match. Random, but it's going to be a great match. But yeah, yeah, yeah that's what I think. Random, but yeah. it's going to be yeah. good, though. It's, it's going to be really yeah. dope. I'd much rather see Warlow defend his TNT championship. I'd much rather see FTR defend one of the mini titles that's not the AEW tag titles, but defend Agreed. those titles on the card. But, Agreed. you know. I just like to see champions wrestle for championships and defend championships. It's a small uh, And then we got our ROH world champion, Claudio Castagnoli, versus Willer Yuta, the pure champion, and his also Blackpool Combat Club mate against Pinto El Zero versus Ray Phoenix versus Roosh versus Andrade El Idolo versus Dante Martin versus uh, the Joker, whoever they may be, in the casino ladder match. I don't think any of these guys win. I think that whoever the Joker is wins. Some people are speculating that it's Samoa Joe. Well, here's here's my thing. Whoever I he wins, was injured. Yeah, he was. He might still be. Who knows? Um, yeah, coming back. But whoever wins, this needs to actually mean something. Cool. Uh, the mm. casino ladder match winner uh, hasn't really done much. Wardlow finally did something, but it was not even after he initially won that. Because remember, he won that, and then he ended up fighting uh, Scorpio Sky uh, initially for the uh, TNT title, and Scorpio won because of MJF. So, like, at least let this mean something. 
Yeah. And to me, it just seems weird that you have two champions in this match. Yeah. It doesn't make any sense. Two ROH champions. One's the right. world champion. So why would ROH champion, world champion, fight to receive an AEW world championship match? That part. Like that part. What are we doing, Tony Khan? Anyway, uh, Samoa Joe or MJF will be the uh, Joker, in my opinion. Then also, we got why is a a pure champion in a ladder match? Ladder match. Like that doesn't even that doesn't even make sense. He he's literally he not even built for this. Yeah, let's think. He's literally not built for this. Like not. The, not. the way the rules go. Mm -hmm. uh, then we got Swerve in our glory. Keith Lee and Swerve Strickland, your AEW Tag Champions, versus the acclaimed Anthony Bowens and Max Caster. This one is very peculiar to get my Brian Windhorse on. I'm like, very like, why would they do that? I don't. And the match was just set up backstage. They were just like, hey, we're the acclaimed, and you're swerving our glory. And I know we just beat the ass boys, and you guys just, you know, do what you do with Kevin Gates, you know, who likes ass as well. But like, we're going to fight. You know what I mean? To answer the Shadow Ranger, that's like being the NWA world champion and fighting for like the GCW world championship. If you're, you're a world champion of a company, that's that's it. You're the world well, champion. I, I think what makes this one harder is you're now still trying to reestablish Ring of Honor. You're trying yeah. to put Ring of Honor uh, and give it an identity since it has been purchased. So Which you hasn't really, been done since. It hasn't <laughs> been done since it's been purchased. Correct. You know what I mean? Right. So we've seen all of their titles on the line. They still don't have a weekly show. To put them in a match, particularly a world champion, in a match to qualify for another world championship, it devalues the world championship that's being held. And so I think that's where this is problematic from a psychological from a psychological perspective. Because if Claudio's a world champion, he doesn't have to compete in a damn ladder match to for the championship. He would just fight the champion in a right. championship unification match. That mm -hmm. I'm this company's champion, you're that camp company's champion. We're gonna go head to head. So mm -hmm. that's kind of what I'm someone just like, mentioned someone mentioned Kenny uh, Omega challenging for the AE or as the AEW champion uh, fighting the Impact World Champion. Uh, he didn't have to qualify for that. He didn't have to qualify for it. Though. That's that's the point we're making. He just said, "I want to do it," as opposed to, "I'm going to fight eight other men in a ladder ladder match." match. <laughs> that's very money in the bank esque, yes. right? And you don't go into money in the bank as a champion to get a contract for another title. That's the mm. thought process. Yeah, you watch it, Tony. Um, I think the acclaimed actually win here. I think you can't really? put the acclaimed to fight for the titles as hot as they are, and they drop. I, I mean, and, and they lose, and they don't win. So, so I think Swerving Our Glory has kind of had their run. Hey, we got Keith Lee as champion, uh, and Swerve, and they they can angle it to beef between Swerve. And Keith, because we've seen them kind of have some tips here and there. And maybe Swerve's mind has been on other things, seeing what other people are doing, what former homies are doing in other places. So they can kind of spin that angle and turn yeah. Keith Lee into a badass monster that he is. I don't like happy Keith Lee. He's too big to be happy. Okay? I, want, I like him when he's happy. I want I destructible Keith Lee. I, I don't want this soft owl Winnie the Pooh talking ass Keith Lee. Okay? It's like, hey, wow. guys, today I had creamer in my coffee. No, Jeez. I want you to show up and grab somebody by the throat and throw them into the audience because you're Keith Lee. Mm. You're limitless. Wow. Throw them in a limitless area. Um, Ricky Starks versus Powerhouse Hobbs, I think, is going to steal the show. I agree. I like this one. 
I, I like think this is going to steal the show. I wish there was I, a title on the line or some type of stipulation. It's a grudge match. I wish it would have got more time to breathe, but I think it's going to steal the show. Yeah, and I don't. I, and strangely enough, either of them winning is okay with me because yeah. I think uh, they both are going to be elevated by this match. Which side note, I don't want to be that guy, but um, this is the most melanin we have seen on an AEW pay per view since its inception. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> I mean, she's especially if we go to tag team match into uh, Ricky Starks and Powerhouse Hobbs. I mean, woo! I think in the history of professional wrestling on television. Well, certainly like AEW. Yeah, as well as AEW purposes. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, just sheesh, man. Uh, and then we got the elite Kenny Omega and the Young Bucks taking on, um, well, it's going to be Dark Order, right? It says TBD, but it's going it's gonna to be Dark Order. Tennis out, out with a knee injury. Uh, I think Dark Order takes on Best Friends tonight, right? They do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, on Rampage. Is, was that I live? Or was that... It is live. It's live tonight. It's live tonight? Mm-hmm, because they're in Chicago. Oh, okay. Okay, yeah, I go all week. Well, well, to uh pop, yeah, Starks and Hub Hobbs, I think is the best story. I agree. That's why I said I wish it had more time uh, uh to breathe. But yeah, well, I think that I I don't know. Do they pull a swerve on us and have Dark Order actually lose? They bring Hangman in and he messed up the chemistry. I definitely think Dark Order's losing tonight. Yeah. Yeah. And, hmm. and you think we get best friends, uh, uh Cassidy? Yeah, I mean, I Dark Order. <laughs> To me, I think Dark Order and Elite is a match that's almost a squash, right? On the only thing that's competitive in there is if Hangman is in that, and we just really want to see Hangman and Kenny one more time. Correct. Other than that, I mean, the other guys aren't hanging with the Young Bucks, so that's where I think at least you know having the uh, the best friends in there, you got a different uh, a different bit of chemistry there. By the but way, we'll- that Dynamite match with the Young Bucks in, in uh, United Empire, crazy. Fuego, bro. Crazy. I'm sorry, Randy Orton, but all them flips and all <laughs> the way they were reversing. Well, and Holy even the week WG. before, the week yeah, before he, with he, them he, and and uh, uh, Andrade and them, yeah, crazy, yeah, yeah, crazy. dude. <laughs> I'm amazing, dude. Shouts, yeah. I've, I've I've always been a Will Osprey guy, so you know, me too. I I feel vindicated by that. Uh, yeah. and finally, we get John Moxley versus CM Punk. Uh, number dos <laughs> within two, three weeks of each other. Holy WCW. Hmm. Uh, Wait, I thought that wasn't supposed to happen. I thought they were just doing it. Didn't we talk well, about this last week? Yeah, I thought yeah, it wasn't no. going to happen either. And yeah, un- now un- it's until happening. Moxley dropped the open contract into the ring and Ace still came out to pick it up. And then Punk came out and Ace still came back up. And Ace still had to remind his boy who he was one time. Very dope promo by Ace still. Who should be teaching promo classes? Maybe link A Steel and Thunder Rosa together. And he did, um, by the way, get fined. He got fined for that. Yeah, uh, he dropped F-bomb the F bomb. So so tell, yeah. but it was it was it was fired. Yeah, I mean it was perfect. It didn't feel out of place. It was a great promo. And to all people, it was like we didn't know who A Steel. A Steel told you who he was when he came out. He's like, hey, my name's A Steel. I trained CM Punk. I continue with. So mm-hmm. he kind of told you us. We knew who he was. Like, oh snap, A Steel. Shouts to OVW back in the day. But A Steel was there, and Punk was like, I'm going to do it. I'm going to come back. Damn my foot injury. I'm going to show up and get my ass whooped by John Moxley one more time. Because CM Punk is still injured. No doubt about it. He's still yeah. hurt. So they had to find a way to take the belt off of him properly and make Moxley look good with it. So I, I think Mox retains here, and Punk can properly heal up. Yeah, I, I need Mox to retain. 
I, I need him to retain. I just think it would be so wrong for him ha- to have such a dominant match last week and then lose in lose. Chicago this week. I, I just – Mox is at the top of his game right now, and I don't know what they were trying to make Punk look like, but Punk looked really, really bad last week. And <laughs> I, I mean, like, he looked bad. Yeah, he looked really And good. it's just like, you know – so, yeah, I, I know the, the problem is it's in Chicago, and I know people were going ape over this. But I think, you know, sometimes you got to make a move that makes more sense for the global space than just the city that you're in. And so I think in that case, Moxley's the guy. And matter of fact, you know, we were talking about the chase being better than actually winning. Punk has not successfully defended the title in AEW. I think we like the chase for Punk. More than we do seeing him as champion. So his first I think, defense, he got squashed. <laughs> exactly. First so defense, I, think, I think Punk loses. The smart thing is to have Punk lose and then have him try to rebuild. He can still blame his foot. He can still say, you know, he got built up. He had all these things. Now I'm going to take some time to really heal, et cetera, et cetera, and come back and really go after my title. Do that. Don't just – because to me, if Punk wins this, this is a replay of Punk – Losing the title at Royal Rumble 2013 to The Rock. That's exactly what this is if mm. Punk wins this match. Mm. That when Punk lost to Rock, then Rock ended up facing Cena. Ends up facing Cena. And Punk was just like, how in the world does Rock, a part-timer, come back and beat me? And I've been holding it down for 434 days. Well, who's been holding this company down this whole time? It's been <laughs> yeah. Moxley. It's been Moxley. So if True. Moxley loses because of the name of CM Punk, because he clearly shows he can whip Punk, man, yeah. I, <laughs> I would be some kind of hot. It's 2013 <laughs> all over again. <laughs> hey, exactly. And and and, and that's, that's what Punk did, right? And, and, and it kind of leads back to that Triple H promo where it's like, oh, no, you just mad because it ain't you. That you meant you meant it ain't you, you know what I mean? That Which part. you know what could be the reason why Punk might go over, actually. You know, it makes it interesting though. It makes us talk about it. Does he still injured? Do you think? I think he is still mm. injured. I think he's still hurt. Yeah, yeah. Because because that foot looks bad, man. And I don't yeah. know if he's faking it because but he a good damn actor, if that's the case, did no wonder why he got that damn role in the uh with the hills and the stars movie and the star oh, show. Right, right. That boy a good actor if that foot is healed. I'll tell you that much. Mm-hmm. Uh does does MJF show up? Everybody well, talking we don't... about it. I don't know. Right, because we that, that's another alleged thing. Like we, you know, right. I, as far as I know, and Nikki, I know you're in the chat. Um, did uh, Tony Khan make any talk about MJF at all? And I don't, I don't believe so because I haven't seen any headlines, and I'm sure we would have talked about it. So right. then that leads me to believe that it was maybe a mini break, a vacation, like you know, one of those things where you know I'm going on vacation. This is a really great storyline for me to be out because that promo was great, mic drop mm-hmm. moment. And then you mm-hmm. bring him out and you bring him back. Because there has been no, as far as I know, no, no things of like him being fired, any of that mm-hmm. stuff. Everything has been allegations. And so if that's the case, then this would be the great, the, a good time to um, to bring him back, especially if CM Punk is injured. Then it'll give something, you know, somebody else for Moxley, like another right. thing that's already automatically going to happen. Right. 
because we haven't seen MJF in three months since June 1st. Sure haven't. In the Equity Market promo. Which is so, a nice vacation. Shoot. I mean, summer vacation. He can just chill. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. That part of New York's very nice during the summer. So do your thing. So does he come? So it's like if if we don't see him at <laughs> when the he shows uh, up at Clash. <laughs> when he shows up at the now, end. If, if he shows up at Clash of the Castle, we're going to holler. Absolutely, yeah. and then you, we probably know that for sure he's not going to be at all. <laughs> right. They will know for sure he will not be all. <laughs> absolutely correct. Absolutely, pinky ring, my guy MJF. Let's go. Lol, I love it. Oh, <laughs> all right well i think we went through everything um you know we are gonna have a post show for clash of the castle tomorrow um y'all know the time but i'll be posting it up on social media uh eventually just because this day has been crazy other than that uh kane mccoy where can everybody find you yeah i'm a kane mccoy c-a-i-n-m-c-c-o-y or follow me on my burner account at malachi black this guy this guy, this guy. Wow. There it is. There it is. And Professor Bonner, where can everybody find you? You can find me at Bonnerfied on all of the socials, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Of course, you can check out all things Southern Honor Wrestling uh, on IWTV. Our next show is a week from today, next Friday, September the 9th. Uh, should be a crazy show. And then on September the 18th, you can check me out at Championship District Wrestling. And then on September the 25th, we're at Battle Slam where we're going to crown a world champion. I'm super pumped about that. So make sure you're following me. We'll have all sorts of fun things happening there. Again, at Bonafide is where you can find me. Boom. Uh, So definitely check out. I knew I referenced those articles. Uh, Some of them were written by Nikki, but definitely go and check out the website, www.talkpod.com. Shout to our... uh, editor-in-chief Santana, who is in the chat. Um, so we have a lot of articles that are there. Um, Nikki was saying that there's, because uh, she went to um, Impact, so definitely check out all those clips from Impact on all our social media platforms. Mm-hmm. Um, TikTok as well, Pod. You can find me on everything at TK Trinet. We will be taking Monday off, y'all, because it is Labor Day, and um, majority of the people on uh, WWC Live have about 5 billion jobs. So, um, and then Blue has like a thousand kids. So we that's right. Yeah, Labor Day that's off. true. Uh, so we will be back on Wednesday at 3 p.m. Pacific time, 6 p.m. Eastern. Other than that, thank you guys so much for watching WWC Live, Women's Wrestling Talk, the number one women's wrestling show on the planet. Ciao, y'all. Women's Wrestling Talk, the number one women's wrestling show on the planet. <laughs>